Hello and welcome to the Fell Dorbit Records Podcast. Here's a song of the label. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's me, Kevin Titt, your host of this thing, which is Failed Orbit's Records podcast. That was Beeman, uh, the band I was in. If you don't know who I am, that's my introduction. I was in that band. It's the first song of the first release off of Failed Orbit's Records. I don't know what year it came out. It doesn't matter because a lot of shit's happened since then. You can't get stuck in the past, pal. It doesn't, you know, who cares? This whole thing is going to be a bunch of bands playing. A lot of them definitely are on the label. Uh, If they're not on the label, they're from Hawaii. And if they're not from Hawaii or on the label, they played in Hawaii at some point. And uh, then you're going to hear talks with other people who used to play in bands that played in Hawaii. And that's all this whole thing is. It's going to be music, some interviews. It's all going to relate to Hawaii in one way or the other. Just like this next song, Shut Up.
And that was Temple Fugit with How Do You Feel About Frilly Toothpicks. Uh, it was a short-lived three-piece band. Uh, they were on Failed Orbits, too. They uh, had Jacoby on guitar, Joe Adair from Substitutes on drums, and Todd on fucking bass. And Todd was in the very first power violence band I ever saw or heard of, McCoy Valley Blast Test. Uh, they were a two-piece with him and Miko on bass, and uh, there was a drum machine, and Todd would just yell his brains out, and that shit was fucking raw as hell, and I remember watching him like, God damn, this is wild as fuck, so here they are. That was Makua Valley Blast Test with a song called Nightmare. Man, they were such a treat to watch. Miko ripping it up on the bass. Fucking see, programming that drum machine. There was a drum machine and bass, you know, ripping it up. Tag team, Miko had it. And Todd was screaming his fucking head off. Sounded like motherfucker, I don't know, like a goddamn volcano. You know what I'm saying? His head looked like it was going to explode half the time. It was raw as shit. Anyways, I hope they're well. This is super nice.
And that was a song called Boys Like Bullets by a band called Super Nice off of their self-titled release, Super Nice, that came out on Failed Orbit Records in 2014. What a treat. I gotta say, I love the Hawaii punk scene. A lot of people don't even know it exists. It's like a well-kept secret, and I'm over here trying to TMZ it, especially with your next guest, the first guest, Dave Noodle. He used to play in a band called The Sticklers, band called The Temporary Lovers. Uh, he pretty much changed my whole goddamn life because I thought they were so cool. Um, he turned me on to a lot of really great bands. And he pretty much just helped me uh, shape my whole perspective on punk as a whole. He was always a real goofball, real silly at the shows. And he always left a reminder to just have a good time, have fun. Don't take it too seriously. Don't take life too seriously. Just have a good time. And uh, I appreciate him for that. And without any further ado, this next song is called Messing Around by The Sticklers, followed by an interview with the man himself, Dave Noodle. Noodle. Can I call you that? Yeah. I want to call you sure, why not? <laughs> Who I know you as. I haven't this is the first time we've talked in years. Yes, it is. It's been quite some time. Yeah. I probably haven't yeah. physically seen you and I don't know how long. Maybe probably like 2014, 15 time frame. Fifteen? No, I moved away in 2015. Okay, so fourteen. Okay. So it's probably, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter if we're talking now. <laughs> I know you from growing up in Hawaii, and you were playing in The Temporary Lovers. Yes. That was the band that did it for me. <laughs> as, a, as a dumb little, I didn't know anything really about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was going to local shows, and I was like, ah, oh, these guys. They like to piss off all, all the lo- all the young punk kids. I didn't even realize yeah. Fugazi had already done like the whole no emotion at the show. I didn't know who Fugazi was. As far as I knew, Temp Love was like, ah, they're like the punks who are anti-punk. No one's ever done uh, it before. Yeah. And uh, it fucking <laughs> rocked my whole world. Changed my- <laughs> I don't know where that idea came from. I mean, we love Fugazi. We didn't sound anything like Fugazi, obviously, no. but... <laughs> We we just like the idea of being in the punk scene but not letting people mosh for some reason. It just seems like a good idea. It was so. as like someone who was young and loved to mosh. I was like fresh. It was either in the high school or just getting out of it. And yeah, it was like all about moshing and the pit and whatever. 
but the fact that there was a band that was like telling people no and it, <laughs> it, like something it drove everyone crazy all those yes. like young punks were like fuck them fuck like yeah they just blew up inside they couldn't deal yeah. with being told yeah. not to mind <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was, i always thought that was so funny but you're not you didn't grow up in hawaii did you no, I moved as here kid. as a military guy, so. Okay, and were you playing, yeah. you were in Jersey before? Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. What part? Uh, the shore, like Point Pleasant, Asbury Park. And were so. you going to shows out there before? Um, I went to, in high school, I went to see like a lot of hardcore stuff in different places in, um, uh, well, I went to CBGB's before obviously but like in new jersey they'd have a jersey city hardcore shows like underdog uh, uh agnostic front i've seen before so you were going uh, to a bunch of hardcore shows back in yeah i didn't actually like hardcore yeah, yeah it's funny too yeah so it was, it was uh late 80s like 86 87 88 um i really wasn't into hardcore but it was like kind of like the only thing that was going on that my friends who were skateboarders were into like we liked they liked hardcore and we all liked the Beastie Boys, so that was kind of like, I would just go to hardcore shows. Not all the time. I didn't have, like, Doc Martens, and I wasn't, like, super hardcore. I'd pretty much stand in the back and just be like, wow, this is crazy. But it was something to do, so. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever see the Beastie Boys? No, I missed them. Actually, one time I was in St. Louis, and they were playing the next weekend. So my friends were all going to get, we all were going to go again, and then ended up not going. So I actually never saw the Beastie Boys, so. Yeah, and you're right, <laughs> right up there. I know. I was like, damn, but yeah. Well, shit. Okay, so you were going to hardcore shows in the Jersey, yeah. New York area, yeah. late yeah. 80s. Yeah. Was there, uh, was there like any band, like, oh, I'm glad I was there to see them, and then later, like, you didn't realize you were seeing them, but then later you're like, oh, shit, I was. I think, that. like, now that I understand who Agnostic Front is, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I actually saw them, you know, like, play. Yeah. So that was neat. Yeah, I mean. It's not my style of music. Um, I appreciate like what goes on in that, like like what they're singing about and the energy, but I just couldn't relate to it. Like musically, yeah. like it's just a little bit, I, I, I prefer melody, <laughs> you know, Respect. so yeah. yeah. Okay, so. so then when did you start playing music? Um, I did not start playing music until 1996, which was when I was living out here. I had a radio show on a station called Radio Free Hawaii. I was hosting the punk rock show. I was really into punk rock. Technically, I played music in the, when I was a Marine. I was in this shitty band called Ant Farm, but we actually never played. Ant um, Farm? Before yeah, Ant the aliens Farm. came and take it? Before the aliens, yes. <laughs> um, so we, it was me and a bunch of Marine guys who were skaters. We started like this shitty, I can't even like tell you like what kind of, it was just terrible like punk rock uh but we actually never played live so my first real and i was just singing at that time so i was living here and had a radio show hosting the punk rock show at radio free hawaii in uh, uh 102.7 fm it was a pretty famous station back in the day and i got i had so some of these guys and we used to go to shows at fast zone all the time and these other djs from ktuh uh jackson and johnny jujubi were like hey we should start a band you know because we're all like in the scene, but none of us are doing it. Uh, so I was like, okay, you know, they're like, all right, you're going to play guitar. So I was like, yeah, I don't know how to play guitar. I'm like, yeah, but we don't know how to play either. So I'm like, okay. 
So I went and bought this shitty Epiphone Tele ripoff from Hot Mix Guitars, took like three or four lessons, and then just started playing. So. Damn, what band was that? Uh, the Sticklers. That was the Sticklers? Yep. Damn. Yeah. And so I basically learned on the on the fly. So it was a four piece at one point. We were so we were a three piece, and then so Johnny Jujubi was going to play bass, and Jackson was going to play drums. Johnny ended up. Johnny was the guy who put out this Grapefruits first for uh, seven inch. Okay. Um, Fuddy Duddy Records. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah. So Johnny was like, "We're going to start a band," because he was super into it. I'm like, "Okay." Um, he actually left before we started playing. So then Alex joined us to play bass. And then we realized how bad I was at guitar. So Otto ended up joining us after two shows. And Alex was playing guitar. I was playing guitar. And Otto jumped on bass with us. So Otto joined us like after our third show. Second, third show. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so we were four piece for a little while. Okay. Yeah. There was like two guitars for like maybe less than a year and then uh alex left the band so it was just me jackson and otto for a while until we went on tour and then jackson quit after the tour so what and then alex rejoined us yeah yeah because that's <laughs> yeah. the lineup i know is yeah. with you otto and uh alex so the popular lineup was um the one where we were actually playing music and doing a lot of shows with Alex, Otto, and myself. And that's when we put out the CD and all that, so. Okay, and what years was, was that? Uh, let's see, that was 99 through 2002. That was okay. out the three of us, yeah. Damn, see, I didn't know anything about Sticklers when I got into uh, the scene. I just knew Temp Love. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was auto doing those zine fests i think you guys playing at pipeline cafe yeah we did like a reunion or something yeah i think yeah. that was the first time i'd ever seen you guys okay and then <laughs> i started like figuring out a lot of the old stuff in the scene is this mic sound weird no sounds good all right i got one of these <laughs> weird microphones with like a billion effects and a lot oh, of them okay. are like extra reverby or like auto i don't yeah. ever know what i'm on anyway <laughs> uh Temple of, I don't know, inspired me in a weird way. Okay. Eddie Forge were another band who I had never seen or mm. met until way later. But I remember my friend showed me their CD on a Ford Island. We were just hanging out at 3 a.m. under some playground doing some stupid punk shit. And they had a Petty Ford CD. And I listened to it. And I remember being like, oh, those vocals are so crazy. And <laughs> they're like high as hell. This is like before I knew any pop punk. Like this is my introduction to all okay. look out, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was all Hawaii shit. And that inspired me. It's like, oh, if they can do it, I can sing. Like I shouldn't feel bad about my voice because yeah. they did it and I love it. And then your guys' attitude as Temple Love. And it just like <laughs> was there any bands back in the day that like you used to really like in Hawaii that you would see playing like ah like it would shatter any insecurity you had about playing? Um I loved Grapefruit. I just liked the way they carried themselves on stage. Um, I was always, I always wanted like, it's, it's one thing to listen to a band that's super good through on a CD or a record or a tape 
and be like, dude, these, but it's another thing to see a band that are really good and then are really fun to watch. Like, I don't want to watch a band who's super talented, but doesn't, are just kind of like shoegazing. So Grapefruit was like this combination of insanely weird lyrics, um, super jangly, but so good and so much energy. Like Brandon, like could control the crowd, even though, like we'd be playing like a hardcore, sh- they'd be playing a hardcore show. You know, you know, Hawaii is right. Like, you know, you have an emo yeah. band, a hardcore band, and then a pop punk band. Mixed, like, yeah. Yeah. And it'd be like all the skinheads. And, but then Brandon just be like, he could like, whatever the room was, he can just be like, yep, we're having fun. And people, maybe they didn't like Grapefruit musically because it wasn't their aesthetic, but they understood how good they were, I think. So. So they were really, they were really inspiration. Like guys, like I, I make good friends with like guys from like um, Fuck If I Know, um, uh, um, uh, oh God, I can't even think. Um, it's gonna bother me now. God, uh, that, oh, what's their name? Cliff plays for them. I'm so old. Um, they sing one five. Uh, anyway, yeah, like so. All those guys were super cool. So, and they, oh, okay, sorry. I'm, it's all coming to my head now. Les Hernandez was like the guy who was like, oh, dude, yeah. you can just play, like, just have fun. Like, Les was super cool. And he was like the most welcoming person in the scene. Cause I had the radio show, but didn't know anybody in the scene. But I was like putting my like feelers out there, like, hey, if local bands want me to play their stuff on the show, let me know. Cause I didn't know anything about the scene either. And then they were like, calling the state station and then Les was like you should come out um to shows we do shows at the fast zone so I was helping like like I would promote that on my radio show and he was just super welcoming and then when he brought the queers out like they would they came on my show so I think like there wasn't any like I wasn't afraid to go on stage other than the fact that I couldn't play but I was like fuck it I don't care you know like but yeah like those kind of people really um the numbskulls <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh they were like kind of like we we're like well shit these guys are awesome and they're having fun let's fucking do this so yeah sick yeah okay yeah. that's and were you guys all playing around the same time yeah i mean they they had already kind of so we started the band the sticklers to be to play at the vast zone but by the time we were ready to play which we really weren't ready to play but we did play but um, the fast one had shut down, so we actually never played the club that we wanted to play at. That was like uh, the fast one was the place to play. I kept hearing um, about the fast zone, but like ever yeah. since I've been around Hawaii, clubs shut down left and right as soon as punk. Yeah, yeah. Playing them. yeah. So fast zone was it's Fort Street Mall. I don't even know what it is anymore, but it's over there by HPU. Yeah, um, I know exactly. That space is now the new On King, I believe. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so they yeah. So that was a fast because yeah, they had lesses thing there um i didn't get to go to that but um yeah like yeah so we never played fast zone so we actually came into the scene like after all those guys have been around for a while but we kind of like i i kept this log book of all the bands we played with because i'm super weird like that and mostly it was always like grapefruit um uh numb skulls uh fuck to find out which are the guys from extra stout now um uh uh power pallets raymond's like those guys were like the first they were like established when we started and then kind of funny you mentioned the petty fords came 
right after us, like, and they were doing like their thing. I actually helped them put out their first seven inch. Oh yeah? So, was yeah. that the, uh, what was that one called? Was that on, on Wet Noodle? Yep. I can't remember what it's called. I can't want to say either. high on bus fumes, but that's grapefruit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Luffy off bus fumes. But God, what was the name of that? It, it had a girl on the cover. But I still have the actual test pressings. And the, the I was talking to Derek from the Petty Fords a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, dude, I still have like your test pressings and your plates and everything. If you ever want them, just let me know. <laughs> that's sick. Hell yeah. yeah. That band was. All those they bands. They were great. I yeah. really. When I really got into like the thick of like uh, old bands, because there was, was like a brief moment where a lot of Unit 101 had a reunion, Potluck had a reunion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty Forge had a reunion, Grapefruit was playing again, yeah. Numbskulls I saw again. Like for a brief moment, a bunch of these old bands came back and did yeah. stuff. And that was a real cool to experience. And then I got to listen to their old albums and it was it's real n- neat. Because yeah. Hawaii had like its own multiverse of different punk shit going. Like there was a lot of what I would consider the uh, SoCal punk sound. Yeah. But then you also had like Petty Ford straight up down yeah, the line pop, pop yeah. punk. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. Stickler is a little more dancey. And you've always been more like the rock and rolly variety. Yeah. I mean, I that's what I know. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always appreciated it's, it's, <laughs> No, uh, that's cool. I'm fucking, yeah, that shit. And in Grapefruit, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have appreciated the Minutemen as much as I do now. Because for, oh, yeah. I was young and I was like, why don't they distort it? They should just put the source on the, it sound cool. Yeah, yeah. And I never did. And then later I heard the Minutemen and I was like, oh, no. Because I love yeah. Grapefruit so much, I think it makes it easier for me to listen. Yeah, def- I, that's that's super, I would totally agree with that. And I never thought of that really, but yeah, like they were kind of in that vein. More, you know, like more jangly, but yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Grapefruit like, was a sound of its own, yeah, here locally. Yeah, no one, yeah. as far as I know, no one has still to this day done that. Type no, of thing. no. Like a no, song, yeah. Buddy John from Smith's has always been obsessed with that song, Condiment. I never got why <laughs> that song resonated with them so hard and the older uh-huh. i get i'm like damn this is like this song is some shit like, this is, yeah yeah this is a song temporary lovers tried to co- they had this show where we had to cover local bands so we used to always cover unit 101 but um what song uh um time class everyone <laughs> everyone does it i've had it you, all the time don't you remember we would play time into bro him and then we go okay you guys could wash <laughs> Now I do. I yeah. all of that. That was, that was, we get really drunk. Like, all right, we'll let him mosh tonight. We play time and go right into bro hip. So, <laughs> but, but we tried to cut, co- we covered, of course, we covered you to one on one. We covered power pellets and then we tried to cover uh, grapefruit, but we, we could never do grapefruit because it was just, it was too hard to do. So, yeah, it's the yeah. vibe. It's, it's a yeah. tough one. <laughs> also, speaking of Temp Love, you guys were on Dance Dance Revolution. We were. <laughs> that, it was like a lot of times throughout my life where I'll, something will happen and I'll realize, oh, wow, that thing that I used to hold is like such a distant, faraway thing is now like so much closer. Like the idea <laughs> of someone being on TV or someone being in a movie. 
And yeah, yeah. the idea, one of the first things like, oh, sometimes your friends are just on a big video game. Sometimes yeah. you like a band you see in a coffee shop is like on a nas international video game. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very weird. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. You know, the, we thought we were going to get so much money from that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, but they're going to give us thousands of dollars to do this stupid thing. Hell yes, we'll do it. Because we're like, fuck it. You know, like, it wasn't like we were going to like sell out, but it was just like, we we're going to get money and be able to pay for practice and beers for like years. And we ended up getting like 500 bucks. <laughs> Damn. But immortalized. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we used to hold a video game up and be like, I don't know who, what other band is up playing this tonight. You know, who's yeah. playing as <laughs> We're gonna play one yeah. off of our video. Yeah, who else in this room has been on a video game? <laughs> no uh, one ever. Exactly. Yeah, that was our our our, our call to uh, glory, I guess. Yeah, uh, and we're jerks. So it's impossible to find Temp Love anywhere. I can't find your music online. No, I mean I probably should put it online, but there's like a whole yeah. great KTUH thing. I remember hearing when I was younger. You guys. Did a KTH session and it was yes, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not on Bandcamp or anything like that. I think Brian has a copy of that. I know Eli. I think at some point had a copy of that. Oh, did he? I should talk to them because I still have the five. Like, did we do four, four or five songs we recorded? We did five songs that, that I, I okay. remember getting it at Coffee Talk. Yeah, sold it for like a buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. shit, like, we were back in the day, it was like CDs and like cars, and we just play that shit. There are like so yeah. many bands that changed the whole way. You gave me, you introduced me to the game FYP Scared to Shotgun because you gave me like a comp a compilation disc with all these bands on it. I think Bananas too, or another one. Uh, so many bands. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much <laughs> turned me on to Recess Records and that like all this spiral or like snowballed into yeah, yeah. joining a billion bands, starting No Stuck Fest, becoming friends with Recess and seeing the bananas and like all sorts of crazy shit that changed yeah. the whole trajectory of my whole life. And it's all because... <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> Living yeah, the life. I, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I really, cool. I really enjoyed, like, honestly, like, playing shows and then the younger, like, guys like you really grabbing onto it and then kind of, like, introducing people to music. And I've been, you know, like, you've told me that story before, like, and I... To me, that's really cool, like, because to kind of, like, not necessarily influence, you know, fully, but, like, put a little, like, something in someone's ear, like, hey, you know, you should check out, because people did that with me, you know, so I thought, it, to, to hear that is really neat, like, because I would have never heard of the Bananas, and so someone said, hey, you should listen to the Bananas, you know, like, a friend of mine said, you should listen to Bananas, I'm like, oh, shit, so, and again, like, that's really neat, so. That's, yeah. I'm super stoked on that. It's like a, it, it's a pay it forward type of thing. And that's what I think yeah. is so beautiful about the punk community is that you got me into those bands. And then through that, I met other people who were into those bands and eventually yeah, getting yeah. those bands and then getting other friends into those bands. And then just kind of has like a weird ripple effect where. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And 15 years later, it's a bunch of, the whole scene in Hawaii now, a bunch of people I don't know, but they're all oh, yeah. influenced off of like shit that. I turn people who are still around on like it's yeah yeah so I think it's it, as long as the 
the scene thrives like as long as someone remembers something from the past and like pushes something forward and yeah, that's doing well you know i don't know anything about hawaii scene but i know it's still happening you know like so yeah it's cool yeah. with stuff like failed orbits which is why we're doing yes, this podcast exactly and yeah i hope people who uh yeah. <laughs> like whoever listens to it i hope they hear it and they're like oh let me check out a couple of these bands i heard about they should i mean obviously the situation we're in right now no but at least digitally oh i mean like, yeah, yeah listen to yeah, them yeah. this is the time yeah. to fucking listen to shit yes discover totally, yes. new music there's like all sorts of platforms that weren't there before like you yeah. can find so many old compilations from what like it's all hawaiian express shit but it's on yeah. spotify and i was listening to an old cop and there was like someone yelling in a parking lot it was just happening to get caught on someone's <laughs> song and he's yelling about cars being parked and like if you don't move your fucking car and the show gets shut down i'll fucking break every window and it's just like a, a thing that happened that is yeah. now on spotify that's awesome <laughs> so shout out to jason miller for that yeah <laughs> uh, well, Dave, I appreciate you talking to me. I uh, appreciate you asking. Yeah. Um, put Temp Love on Spotify, or fucking not Spotify, Bandcamp. Do okay. I got to find the CDs. Okay, I will, I will look into that. So, oh, yeah. I have the CD somewhere, so. I'll try Get to it. find that KTUH thing. Yeah, put it out. Yeah. People need yeah. to know. <laughs>
that was Grapefruits with the song Condiments. Boy, what a great band. Dave and I would not shut the fuck up about them. We love them. How could you not? They're amazing. They're incredible. And they're playing again. So, you know, as soon as the shows are available, live music is a thing you can do. Uh, check out Grapefruit if you haven't done it. Check out their music online. It's great. Check out all the bands you heard us talking about online. Listen to that. Get into some new shit. And if you've heard it all, fucking tell someone who might not have heard it before. You know, keep it, keep that shit spreading. You know, keep keep uh, influencing each other, keep inspiring each other, and whatnot. All that good shit. Dave also brought up uh, old scene legend Les Hernandez. Les was Dave's gateway into the scene, and uh, he was a great guy. I was. Lucky enough to meet him when I was the young teenager's first my, making my way into the scene. Uh, he was always hanging out at Pink Cadillac with his band of Quintessentials were playing there. And uh, he was really into Satan. I remember that. He was always super into Satan. And I thought it was a bit for the longest time. Nope, was not a bit. He's just, that's who he is. Les is his own person. He goes his own way. He questions everything for himself. Does not give into the whole hive mind thing and uh yeah fortunately he passed away not too long ago so uh rest in peace les um and i mean follow that lead you know help get other people stoked on uh being involved in a community of like-minded people you know go to shows make friends start your own band start a zine do all that cool shit that uh, got me pumped, that got Dave pumped, that got Les pumped, that got all the... That makes a scene work. Get stoked. Support each other. Be cool with each other. You know? Even when... Just stop being an asshole if you're an asshole. And I don't know. Anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin Titt. If you like what you heard... Uh, Keep your ears tuned for another one. We're going to close it out with a song that Les Hernandez wrote with his band. I think it was Crawling Chaos at first, but this is the quintessentials version of Color My Rainbow Black. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.